0: Good morning, everybody. It is Saturday, February 11th, 2012. About 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is Brian, a.k.a. Blitz, a.k.a. The Reactionaire, coming at you with episode 7 of Blitz Fitness. So, welcome back. Another week has gone by, and it's been sort of an odd week for a few different reasons. Most specifically, I have had a... Not bad, but certainly not good. Exercise week. Everything started out strong. The temperatures were getting a little warmer out here. Now, all of a sudden, they've just completely dipped and have become just bitter cold again. Very January-like, which is odd because January was February-like. It's really hard to uh, to to get started with this. And you know what? It happened last February too. I really, I really need to rethink how I'm going to be doing my uh, my exercise routines and startups I think when it comes to this month because it used to be that midway through November the exercise stops because it has to but as soon as February is here I can start it back up again but the past couple years I've had to kind of switch up that routine where you can get right into December you know get a week or two into December at least in the Chicagoland area it's been this way with just good enough weather to continue being able to work outside still have to dress appropriately for it you know i'm not talking about balmy days by any means but enough that i can withstand and then february just keeps kind of kind of rolling in a weird way with it Uh, as an example for people who who want to know when it comes to working out outside i have plenty of the right kind of clothing to wear i've got tons of knit caps i've got tons of under armor especially cold gear i've got plenty of that to wear the shirt the leggings i've got the gloves i've got uh you know i can double up on socks if i needed to and it's just if it's in the 30s as long as the wind isn't just destroying me i can do that just fine as soon as it gets in the 20s though my brain just tells the body, forget it, don't even try it, and that's sort of what we're dealing with here. The pa- the the first half of this week, we had basically upper 30s for temperatures, but now we're in the 20s, and then overnight it's getting to the teens and single digits, and I'm sure right now there's a chance that somebody out there is living in a location that's a bit more north, or a lot more north than Chicago is, and don't come back at me with saying, oh, that's nothing. I'm from Canada and I do this, blah, blah, blah. No, I know. I know the difference. I know the effects. I understand it because I spent six years living in Texas and when people were bringing out their heavier coats, I was still in shorts. So, I completely know it. I don't need to hear from any Alaskans. I get it. Point Borrows is probably like negative 17 today or something like that. I understand. It's just that's my limit. Sort of like my limit for outdoors in the summer is a uh, 100 or more and 90s are fine unless if the humidity happens to be pretty significant that day whatever it might be or maybe it's humid there's no breeze and bright sunshine maybe it's just enough to wear me down. Everything in between is fine and is workable and I'm sure that's true for all of you out there listening as well. Everybody's got a different band with which they can work out within. So I started off good did my jogging program two times, but that was it. And usually when I run into a week where my cardio exercise hasn't been frequent enough, my, my simple way of treating that is just, okay, I haven't gotten enough of the program at the intensity level that it's at right now, so I carry that over another week. But this time I'm not going to do that only because since I'm starting a new type of cardio program, one that I haven't done before, uh, which is an interval training program, not a high intensity interval training program, because I know there's a lot of literature out there on the web about that right now, but a regular smooth uh, interval program. And so I started off at a certain point. It wasn't challenging by any means. It was just a little bit of work, and that's about all. So I'm still going to go on to the next stage of that. So that's how my workouts went. How'd my diet go? My diet actually went really well. And that's probably going to run into yet another problem. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about my diet this past week. But if it goes on longer than I sort of expect it to... I'm going to, yet again, have to postpone the topic that I've been telling you guys weeks in a row that I want to cover. The thing is, I kind of do this... uh, There's a lot of live-to-hard-drive podcasts out there. This is one of them. This is also more free-form thought. I just think about the topics that I might want to bring up as the week goes on. But since this is a journal, that one constantly changes. I don't really sit on ideas for so long that i flesh them out even further i could but then i run into a very long show that i don't think anybody wants this show to be that long that intense that detailed you can find that i'm sure if you checked itunes you can find exactly that that's not what i'm offering here so it's a bit more free form and thought And I don't really know time-wise what I can expect to cover. I know I don't want to give you guys more than an hour because that's a pretty significant chunk of your time. So before I get to my diet and about how good it was uh, for me this week, let me go ahead and give you guys my results between uh, last week's show and this week's show. Last week, as a refresher, and I update you on my weight as well as my body fat, last week, I weighed in at 304.8 the morning of my recording that show. this morning I've had a pretty significant weight loss 299.4 pounds. so yes that's five and a, uh, almost five and a half pounds that I've lost all of a sudden. How did that happen? <laughs> How does that just manage its weight? It's especially astonishing considering that between i've had nothing but it's seven days of course that we're talking about recording i had one day where i gained almost four pounds and yet another day that i didn't gain or lose at all yet i still end up with five plus pounds lost how did it happen well it happened pretty simply on the whole exercise thing started up a bit so that creates a shock to the system where it's easier to lose weight. A lot of you probably know that early on, even if it was just a couple of days. That's enough energy being expended that hadn't been before and enough water weight that can kind of just ooze out of you, if you will. Oh, you know what? I started going on to the topic without even go- telling you guys the body fat. The body fat is the weird part. So I lost almost five and a half pounds. My body fat, exactly the same. Still 32.3% just as it was last week. I'm pretty sure that I covered why that can happen in a previous episode of Blitz Fitness, so I'm not going to get into it too much here. But just remember, the way that I'm measuring is with a bioelectric impedance device, the handheld ones. There's a lot of scales that have this built in for the feet. And it's a good tool. It's fairly accurate. And day-to-day changes mean a lot. So what's really happening is that I could have gained body fat, since last week, or I could have lost last week, but the only way to know for certain is to have performed an autopsy last week, and then an autopsy this week. I'm not really up for doing that. That's a pretty big price to pay, so I hope you guys won't begrudge me not uh, playing along in that line. So, looks to be about the same there. If I would have kept up with the exercise a little bit more, if I would have been able to put it in with the the weather the way it has been, the weight would have been a little bit less, and I'm pretty sure that the body fat would have been a little bit less as well. Again, we have to look at long-form trends. I have 13 records of my body weight at this point, and I put all this into Excel, and I also put in an Excel chart, a line chart, with uh, the, the... What is the word I'm trying to think? The... Uh, trend line, that's it, trend line. I have a linear trend line with it just because I like to see what the slope is. On the body fat side, the slope is huge. It's telling me that I will reach 180 pounds, which is the low end of my goal. For those who aren't sure, my goal is between 180 and 210, uh, with a maximum of 220. They're saying I'm going to reach 180 in September. That's not going to happen. That's way too steep. It's just not realistic. And I kind of... I don't know if I want to reach it that fast. Because I've done that before. In actually a shorter amount of time. And I lost it again. And sure, there were some very clear reasons as to why and how. But I still don't want to take any chances. I want to lose this the right way. And uh, fat-wise... There's only two data points because I only do that once a week, whereas body weight is uh, is once every day. So two points stays the same. Nothing to really go off of. I won't have a good idea of truly where I'm going body fat wise as I go along until I'm gonna say until April at the earliest, probably May, and that's when we'll have enough data points to really make a, a, a linear trend line give you useful information. And technically speaking, the weight should come sooner. I've got 13 points, like I said, on there. That's a good amount, but not for what it's, it's covering. So I would say by the end of this month to the middle of March, I should have a more realistic slope. We'll see, though, because we're talking about health, which changes all the time. So let's get back to the diet, the main topic for today because something happened that I've heard before because it's a a uh, thing that you sort of are taught as a suggestion to clients when you're a personal trainer and I'm sure group fitness instructors and definitely dietitians dietitians probably have so much more information than this but Despite having heard it, I never truly tried practicing it, and I didn't really believe it. And it happened this week, but at the same time, as happy as I am, even though I was wrong, I still think that it's working too well. So, I love doing that to you guys. If you've listened to this show often enough, even though there's only been so many episodes, you know that I love twisting your head around with weird, complicated sentences that probably don't work out too well once they're uh, scrutinized. But here's what happens. So, when I recorded last week's episode, I woke up having gained 1.2 pounds, and that's what put me at 304.8. Now, that's a Saturday. And that Saturday, like most Saturdays, although not like this one, is when I hang out with my closest friends, and that tends to involve a lot of bad eating. When I woke up Sunday, however, I don't recall us eating all that badly when we went out. Actually, we got sandwiches, I think. And uh, I know for sure didn't eat as much food as we're used to eating, which is good, but I was surprised by the weight loss. I lost 3.2 pounds between Saturday and Sunday. This is a lot of weight, but not entirely too surprising. Because I spend a lot of time laughing for a long amount of time. Like, I always am extremely tired. Like, falling asleep tired when i at my friend's house and... At first, all the time we we joke that it's his couch. His couch is just super comfortable. That's got to be it. But really, it's because there's a lot of laughing going on. And it's good laughing, too. And that just, that burns calories. And that reduces a lot of stress. So I think that it was a combination of factors allowing that to happen. Not that it mattered, though. Because last Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday. And I decided, you know what? I am watching the game, and I'm getting pizza and whatnot, and I ate a ton. Sure enough, Monday morning I wake up, 3.8 pounds were gained. Lost it all the very next day, which is a little surprising, but for the rest of the week, everything went perfect with my diet. Here's what's different, and here's my main topic for today. Cheat days, and everybody kind of knows that phrase. Maybe you use a, a little bit different of a terminology for it, but diet cheating, which is the idea simply that you're supposed to eat these foods, but they're not your favorite foods. Cheat days are the days when you get all the favorite foods, all the bad, unhealthy, questionable nutrition content foods, and typically large quantities. If you do that on a regular basis, it's not a cheat day. It's just bad eating. So a lot of people get caught up, as, I, as have I, with attempting to manage cheat days in one of two ways. I have the feeling that the most common way is to avoid cheat days entirely. And I know this is how I tended to start out when I first decided, okay, you know what, I need to get back into the motion of dieting and exercise and get myself right. And I said to myself, here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat all my favorite bad stuff one day after the next. That's a lot of money putting into food, by the way. But I'm going to eat it all. One day it's going to be this thing. Then I'm done. I won't have that ever again. Or sometimes I wasn't that hardcore. Maybe it was more, I'll maybe have it once or twice a year. The end. And just sort of say, man, I hope they make it right. I hope they make it good. Because if this is the last time I'm going to have it, it should be the best it can ever be. Other people, and I think it's very common. And again, I don't know really which one is the most common, But I moved from that to this other common one, which is strict dieting for every day except for a certain day of the week. And that certain day of the week is your cheat day, when you just have the things that you feel like having and go to town with it. Up until recently, that's how I was trying to do it, but I kept running into the same problem. My cheat day was a very logical choice of a cheat day. But other days of the week, I found myself having to fight off the urge to do so. And not counting the cheat day itself, so narrowing the week down to six days, there were for sure going to be two days of those six that I broke, and that I would end up eating horribly. It's not a good formula for long-term success. What happens is just that the temptation is too much. For some reason, the will is just broken down. It's like you're dangling this item in front of your face... And it's just out of reach. Because you know you can still get the food. You have the money. You have the transportation. You have the community, the local resources. You have the internet, which aids in buying food now more than anything. Maybe you're doing a bad thing and you don't have the money and you're using credit cards. It could be so many different ways of getting this thing that all of a sudden you want. So it's within your reach. But you're expected to use one arm to hold the other arm back from grabbing it. And that temptation is just too much. I feel like we've all known we don't like being told we can't have something. But is it worse when it's us telling us we can't have something? Something that we could technically, literally have we just shouldn't. We can give out great advice, but it's not so easy to keep it ourselves, right? What I've heard in the fitness community, that the way to handle this is to not tell yourself no, but instead to cut back. So let me tell you guys, I'm going to use an example, and it's going to probably gross you out. But then again, there's a lot of you who are probably listening to this as motivation for, for your own health. And so maybe you're right there with me. I can binge eat. Oh man, I can binge eat. One of my favorite things to do is about once a year, me and my friends will go to this casino that's about an hour away from where we live. And if you spend two hours, I think it is, gambling, you get the buffet that normally costs 30 bucks a person for free. And to be honest with you, at least the way that I gamble, it typically takes about two hours to spend 50 bucks, so it's not that bad of a deal. So we get there, and the, the food is, is really good. Like when you say buffet... You don't normally think top-quality stuff. This is really good. Still won't say top-quality, but damn close. And you just go, and you keep going, and you go, and you go, and you go. Let alone the fact that you're gambling, you're expending a lot of energy, laughing, talking, doing whatever. So you probably are going to be hungrier than normal anyway. And on top of that, as long as we plan it, I make sure... I don't have breakfast or anything like that because I'm just waiting for that buffet. And I can eat a ton. But here's a great example, and I just did the numbers yesterday because I was curious. I can go to a restaurant like Chipotle, and I can get three burritos. I'll get a chicken one, I'll get a steak one, and I'll get a uh, pork one, carnitas. On the chicken and steak, there will be the rice... I add cheese, and I add sour cream. On the pork one, I still add rice, cheese, sour cream, but I also add beans to it too. And just om nom nom, I eat it. It's just gone. It doesn't take long at all. Now I don't feel too good near the end of it. You Want to know how many calories it turns out that I was eating with that? It turns out it's 3200 calories. As a reminder, I believe I mentioned last week that as I'm tracking my calories, I have a self-imposed limit at 2,600 for the day, and I have yet to actually reach that amount. I believe the closest I've gotten was 2,300, and I've pretty much averaged below 2,000 for this past week. I'll, I'll look at the numbers just to let you know, but... 3,200 in one sitting that I just power through. I can do that no problem. I can do that more than once a week. I could do that three times a week. Why would I do that, though? Well, I kind of figured it out this week. See, here's the thing. I could get those burritos anytime. There is a Chipotle by my work, and there is a Chipotle by my home. Not only that, you can order food online at Chipotle, and if you do so, you can skip the line. So even if you're there at a busy time, you're saving yourself a whole lot of work and effort. And on top of that, just to make it even easier, they have an app that you can order food for your nearest location, etc. It's just really damn easy, and the food's pretty tasty. You know, I don't want to... uh, don't want to put them down by any means and you can have a normal sized meal from there but see here's the thing that was happening when my cheat days would come up or if i my will broke i kept thinking to myself you know what it's going to be so long if i'm if i'm strong if i do things right it's going to be a long time before i can have that again so then mentally i'm starting to think okay well well, what should i have I like the chicken, I like the steak, I like the pork, which one should I get? Which one do I need now? Uh, Which one can I wait on? And they're all so good for so different reasons, I don't want to wait. And then it's like, oh, what about the chips and guac? That's not too bad either. What do I do? What do I do? (laughs) And what ends up happening is I get all of it. Spend a lot of money, get all of it, make myself sick from eating it, completely binged. Really throwing my health into complete disarray because that's way too much for the body to take at one time. And what happens is I say to myself afterwards with all the bad feelings, I'm never doing this again. But I do it again. The next time I run into the same problem, how do I make a choice because this is supposed to be such a limited choice? I don't know why, but this week I decided to use the education I paid so much money for. And I said, you know what? If I feel like Chipotle, if I feel like McDonald's, if I feel like Subway, if I feel like anything, if I randomly have a taste for a hot dog, you know what I'm doing? I'm getting me a damn hot dog. All I'm going to do is just make sure that I get a little bit. So you know what? If I felt like a burrito today, I think I'm going to get the steak one. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And there we go. That'll be a meal. If I get a steak one, I think, "Mm, you know what? Maybe the pork would have been better. Hey, I can get that later, you know, for a different meal. Or I can get that tomorrow. I'm not going to wait till some other day. I spent how much time talking to you guys about choosing arbitrary days to start a program? So why would I choose an arbitrary day for my diet? There is really a break in logic there. So that's what I decided this week. If I had a taste for something, that's what I'm getting. You want to know the funny thing? That pizza that I had at Super Bowl Sunday, it's the only time I broke... My diet, and that was before I made the decision to just have whatever I wanted to have. I've been completely prepared to get junk food this week, I just haven't gotten it. Instead, what has happened is I said, No, I feel pretty good, I'll just go home, maybe make some veggies. If by the time I get there, I feel like something else, I'll go get something else, and I haven't. When I've gotten home, I go, you know what, actually, this package of veggies is pretty good. I'll just make that. All of a sudden, I'm not, the food's not dangling anymore. It's just sitting in my pocket. I just feel like, well, it's there now. I don't have to worry about getting it. I don't have to make that choice of burrito as my example because, you know what, I won't have to wait a month before I can allow myself to have another one. Okay, but the next day. It's that simple. And you know what? It's worked great. I just spoke about one of the many foods that I'm very into that I used to constantly break this diet on. And I feel fine. I don't have any craving for it. And that's why I managed to have so much of a weight loss this week because I didn't really break the diet. Even though I was allowing myself the option If I'd choose to take it. And it kept on working through this day today. Because tomorrow I'm going to the car show. We have the Chicago uh, Auto Show at McCormick Place. And I believe it's already open. I think maybe it opened up yesterday or today. I don't recall. But anyway, for sure it's open tomorrow. And I'm going with my friends. So Saturday and Sunday kind of are flipping places compared to usual. And I woke up. I didn't have breakfast, I went to the grocery store, and I walked by all the things that I usually would get in too big of a quantity, and I said, you know what, I can have that whenever I want, and so then I just moved on. Even too, I went out of my way looking for a specific snack food, couldn't find it, was looking for walnuts apparently my store does not carry walnuts i have to find out where the hell does a guy get walnuts because i'd like to try it and take a look at some of the nutritional info and think of okay is that a good food item because i think those can be left out i have to look it up but i think those can be left out somewhere just sitting around and then i can you know snack on that because i've been reading up more on cardiovascular health uh trying to avoid cardiovascular heart disease And uh, everything like that. and uh, Sorry, coronary coronary heart disease and cardiovascular disease. Two different things. Been reading up on that, and there's uh, types of fat that I do get. I get the good fish fat, and I get some good fat and some things that I've got that I eat. But one of the things that I'm missing, when I looked at what the sources are of it, the only one of those that I would ever eat are nuts and specifically I I'm not really even a nut guy I've only had cashews maybe almonds or something like that but they recommended walnuts and I remember an uncle of mine loves walnuts and so I thought you know what buy a few see what I think take a look at the nutrition try and plan around it and go from there but now I've got to go around finding it So I was actively looking for a snack food when before I would go shopping, whether or not I had eaten breakfast, and I just thought, oh man, you know what? I hardly ever get to have this stuff, and let me start that sentence over, I hardly ever get to have this stuff anymore, even though that's not true, because I'm breaking all the time and having it all the time, that I just, now that I know I can have it whenever I want it, it's really not an issue. It's really super simple. And so I just want to throw that out to anybody who's having similar struggles. Let you know that, A, you're not the only one. That's for sure. And two, the the methodology that you've probably heard about not going uh, through the whole... the whole... uh, cheat day process as being the best one, I'm going to tell you, I was an educated non-believer. And I have to admit, in front of everybody right here, right now, I was wrong. It actually turns out, it's pretty damn liberating. The only part that's difficult, and I'm going to go ahead and say this right now, because it doesn't make it easy. There's still a significant challenge. And this challenge is... It limits you as to where you can get some of this food. Now, let me explain uh, very simply. If I wanted a burrito, I would go to Chipotle. If I wanted a taco, I can go there or Taco Bell. If I wanted fries, I've got Burger King. I've got uh, McDonald's, all that. If I wanted a sub sandwich, I'm right by a Jimmy John's. A Subway, and uh, what's the other one that I'm forgetting? Potbelly. There might even be a Quiznos around out here somewhere. I'm not entirely sure about that. I have options for those. If I wanted a hot dog, you usually don't see hot dogs at fast food restaurants. Now, I'm not entirely sure why that is. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there has an answer. It's odd to think that you can get a hamburger just about anywhere... But a hot dog, just about nowhere. So where you have to go is... I don't want to use this as a derogatory term, but lesser places. And by lesser places, I'm not saying that these people aren't uh, quality in their product or anything like that. What I'm saying is that they're not these supermassive, global chains that are just world famous, by any means. Now, I have a Portillo's nearby, and I know they have hot dogs, but... Even though Portillo's is big, can I find their nutrition information on their website? Not entirely sure. Now how about Mickey's, which is a Euro place, and then I've got a rib place called Nick's nearby. Then there's this place that opened up right behind me that I can't even think of the name off the top of my head. That's a small Euro place. Single shop business. Well now the challenge is then okay do the slightly larger places that happen to sell those items have the nutrition information and what about the smaller places because I'd probably be better at the smaller places at least in the sense of s- saving some money you know because that's still important that becomes the challenge now there's plenty of websites like calorie king and so forth and I'm sure you can find plenty of resources I don't think it's hard ...to find what the average expectation of a hot dog with the bun... ...and then maybe try and figure out... ...maybe there's a program out there that says... ...well, did you have mustard? Did you have relish? Did you have all this stuff on there? But the hard part becomes... ...when you're first doing this planning ahead... ...to see what should you get... ...since you're allowing yourself this all the time. So as an example... ...I was using Chipotle again as an example... Now, I'm probably not going to actually get burritos from there. Now, what's probably going to happen is I'm going to get the bowl. And I'm still going to have everything that I would have on it. Maybe keep something back. Maybe I'll skip the sour cream. Everything else I'll hang on to, though. Because now I know I've been on Chipotle's site. I've seen the nutrition facts on there. It's very nice. Actually, I've done this with Jimmy John's already as well. And now I've built a sandwich to say, okay, I'm getting this. I can get this whenever I want, but let's at least make it smart. Let's make it a meal's worth. So what is about 500 calories, not too much over, or maybe less is fine. What'll work? So then that's just what I do now. It sounds so simple. And the fact that it sounds so simple is why I never believed in it. I feel like fitness, as can a lot of things. But in the case of fitness, I feel like we have the simplest concepts of health. But those simple concepts can get twisted to sound so true, such as things like the Atkins diet, which is a dangerous, uh, 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 such a dangerous diet. That's all I'm going to say. It's one of the most dangerous diets out there. The fact that it became such a fad, I've politely asked more than once for family members to get off of it, and luckily they have but the science behind it, or I should say the pseudoscience behind it it made sense but the truth is, reality is a lot more complicated than that and so because of that, it actually was a bad diet it's actually a horrible idea for most people. In fact, Atkins as he wrote it out Had a very specific guideline for who should have it and in what situation, and that quickly got dispersed by his family out to the wrong people. Like it really did. Trust me on this. His ideas were in emergency situations. The Atkins is an emergency diet. Let's just point that out right now. A lot of people don't know that. It's not a lifestyle diet. It's in case of emergency. And by that I mean people who are severely overweight and that are in dire need of life-saving surgery would go on this diet. He would put them on this diet just to get them into a somewhat safe, acceptable uh, weight range for them to even be operated on. And once that's over, they'd be off the diet. That's what that diet's for. It is not something to live by. Uh, I'm about to get on a whole set of, of a different rant here, so I'm going to avoid that. But so, that's what's worked for me all of a sudden, and I gotta tell you, I feel great because I'm under 300 now. Barely, but I'm under. You know, I'll take it. Under 300. And I'm admitting to myself I can have whatever I want, I just gotta be smart about it. It sounds so simple, it shouldn't work, but... The reason why it sounded too simple to me because I was thinking, food restriction, avoid the bad. And I didn't take that simple, simple little thing, everything in moderation. That is the quote that we really need to live by. And I wasn't, so I'm passing it out to you all because it is liberating. I said that earlier in the show, I'm saying it again. It is liberating. Now, I mentioned I wanted to tell you guys how I did in regards to uh, my diet this week, starting with Monday, because I wanted to go back and tell you guys what my cholesterol numbers were, since I spent so much time talking about that last time, last week. So, Monday was the day that I had the most calories. My cholesterol number, one eighty, uh, 145, and remember... The magic number is below 300 for most people, 300 being the cap. And if you're a a severely risky person, try and get below 200. I couldn't tell how hard was that really going to be because I was using these apps and I was saying, okay, there's my cholesterol number, but I wasn't really, I wasn't telling myself, I got to get under this number. So all I was telling myself was, let's see if, see if, not even avoiding cholesterol, let's just see where my diet puts me. Cholesterol-wise, how close or over 300 am I? So Monday, the day I ate the most food, 145. Tuesday, 108. Wednesday, 89. Thursday, 120. And Friday, which I pressed the wrong button, 89 again. I didn't reach 200 on any single day last week. Part of the reason why that probably happened is because, of course, I didn't break. I imagine on the days that I do decide, you know what, I do want a slice of pizza. I do want a hot dog. I do want a hamburger. I do want fries. I want one of those things. I bet you those cholesterol number days are going to be higher. Probably over 200, but not over 300. I find it very hard to believe that I'm going to get up to that number. And this isn't really... This is on a specific diet, a diet that I'm happy with. Not a perfect diet, but very close as far as my knowledge of diets go is. And I am really happy with it so far. This morning, all I've had is breakfast. And uh, because I have smoothies for breakfast during weekdays, days that I go to work, I don't have a Jamba Juice around my house, just by my office. I was having a hard time eating breakfast. And so I've said, how come it's so easy for me to do this when I'm paying so much more at Jamba Juice? Why can't I do this at home? Well, I don't have what it takes to make smoothies, and I don't really trust that I'm going to come up with some good uh, combinations there. Maybe one day I'll, I'll put a little more effort into it, find some smoothie recipe books, get myself a blender, all that until then, though, what I'm drinking are... The brand that I'm using is Kefir. but we're talking about those those yogurt, milk, uh, slash smoothie... They call them smoothies. Uh, drinks that you can get in the, the dairy section near the yogurt at your grocery store. They're large enough so that one whole thing of them tends to be one meal exactly. And uh, for some reason... I have an easier time drinking breakfast than eating it. And I've never been a person who avoided breakfast by any means, but I'm having an easier time by doing it that way. I'm not delaying breakfast and I'm not skipping breakfast just because I don't feel like cooking or I woke up late or something like that. And so I'm not running into sudden hunger problems later on down the line. I'm rolling at about 41 minutes here at this point. So we're pretty much at where I want this show to be. But I'm tired of skipping something that I've been wanting to go on about, so I'm going to abridge it. There is a lot wrong with the way that personal trainers, whether it be an individual owning their own business, an individual who's with a small company, and so they tend to have to do their own marketing, or entire marketing campaigns from large businesses and uh, fitness centers. There's a whole bunch wrong with the way that those services are advertised. The biggest advertiser I've ever seen of them would probably be Bally's Total Fitness, and it's amazing because they're also the worst at it. One day I still plan on going on and on about each and every individual thing that I find totally wrong about it. The one that I'm getting tired of hearing, and luckily now we're past January... So the fitness commercials have just about died off. We don't have to worry about them again until about March or April when the commercials saying, hey, bikini weather's coming up, you know, you gotta be ready, etc. One thing that is constantly being told to people, and I've always made sure to, to avoid it myself, is join up with a personal trainer or start working out at our gym and you'll feel more energetic it's one of the most common selling points in the fitness world you'll have more energy I kind of wonder if a layman somebody who's not really fitness centric in their lifestyle if they know what they're actually running into ladies and gentlemen If your problem is you do not have enough energy and you are not a person who exercises and you're overweight, you're out of shape, you're unhealthy and you haven't started anything yet, please listen to the sound of my voice. Exercise will give you energy after about a month or two. Before then, you're going to have less energy because your body, A, is not acclimated. It doesn't realize that the stress it's feeling is exercise stress. It thinks you're running from a tiger. That's what it thinks you're doing when you're on that treadmill. It's not like, all right, we're just going to get the blood circulating here and uh, just deliver these nutrients with a nice power pack touch. Let's sweat some of this crap out of us. No, it's thinking, oh my God, are we being chased? Where's it at? I don't see it! Just keep going! That's what your your body's thinking at that point. It hasn't realized that, no, this isn't emergency stress, this is exercise stress. So, at first, you're expending more energy, and you're using more in rest periods because your body's trying to rebuild the damage. And again, it's not very good efficiency-wise, at doing this because it's all new to it. I worry because there's, there's two magical numbers depending upon who you talk to. I've heard three months. I personally believe the magical number is six months. But the idea is, is that once you've done something in the fitness world, whether it be following a diet or following an exercise program, it's work for you until you've done it for six months straight. And from six months on, or as I said, some people might say three months on. That's when it's no longer work. It's a habit. It's your, you're stepping from trying something new to this is my lifestyle. That's... The reason why I say six months is because, personally, I believe, at least in my case, it takes me six months for something to just be rock solid. I've been going to Jamba Juice for almost that long now. Now, when I wake up in the morning, that's exactly what I'm ready for. I start thinking about, oh, which smoothie do I want? Do I want food maybe instead? And if so, do I want the oatmeal or the wraps? Or would I prefer something in their baked goods? is now a part of my morning. I almost feel like I work with the people at Jamba Juice just because I tend to see the same three or four each day that I go to work. So even though it hasn't quite been six months, I would tell you right now that Jamba Juice for breakfast on workday mornings has become a part of my lifestyle. It's a habit now, even to the point where I'm the kind of guy who hates being late. If I'm cutting it a little close, early on, I would say, you know what? I'm skipping Jamba Juice. There's a Walgreens next to my office, and we've got vending machines inside the uh, ca- the e- the dining room. Whatever that should be called. Um, I'll get something from there. Or, oh my god, it's snowing, and I lost my car last year to ice. I don't want to take a chance. I'm going straight to work, and I'm bypassing Jamba. Now, I don't even do that. I'm like, hmm, I'll make it on time. Or... Oh, well, once I get to Jamba Juice, the rest of the drive is really no vehicles around and I can take it slow and easy, so I'm still getting it. It's part of my lifestyle. They are a habit now. I worry that... Part of the reason why people say six months is or Sorry, three months is because they don't want other people to hear the six-month number and think, Oh my god, I'm only halfway there. My concern is that... It's so hard to get people for more than one month. There's a lot of people who drop off after a month. A ton of people who drop off after two months. Three months, actually, you know, when I look back at my clientele in the past, three months probably was the magic number for them. And now that I think about it with me, maybe Jamba Juice was three months for me. I still prefer to see six months just because... If you do make that point, okay, I know you're rock solid. I know it's not a fluke by that point. And if you are going into it, and one of the things that you're having a problem with is your body image or your energy levels, you have all these things working against you. I hate the fact, I hate the fact that you're told you're gonna have more energy. If you're new to this and you're suffering a lot of problems that these commercials should be targeting the people who are feeling the effects of. You've got a lot of negative talk going on there. You've got a lot of things that you're telling yourself that you can't keep this up, that you can't keep doing it. Having been promised energy and winding up with less That's just another reason to tack on to why you should maybe skip this or avoid this or tell yourself that it's not working. And it's in every damn commercial in every single pamphlet and radio ad. And I hate that. I know that they need to give you reasons why you should actually go through with this but I think now we live in a day and age that we need to start being quite a bit more literal you know start telling people hey come work out because nobody wants to sleep with your fat ass right now want sex work out or how about hey you know what a heart attack feels like you will if you don't join up soon Okay, maybe they don't have to be snarky about it like I'm being. But we did this for cigarettes. Warning, cancer. Warning if you're pregnant. Warning, etc. And it's worked. Smoking is at an all-time low. The idea is, though, that I just don't like a thing built specifically with the idea of getting you hooked into and sticking with a health program Winding up, turning around to be a reason as to why you're going to give it up. You could also say this the same for injury prevention. Because this happens a lot, especially when you're dealing with uh, elderly populations and their fitness. They have to worry about their balance. Uh, Falling becomes a very significant problem with old age right now. And you can design fitness programs... I've done some of them that work specifically with people in that, uh, in that danger zone. Injury prevention are the two words that are key there. What winds up being the problem is that had they not been working out before and they start this program, they're going to feel soreness, and they're going to feel more achy and a bit more pain, which is just another injury, isn't it? So it is injury prevention, after all the injuries. Then we prevent the ones from here. It just bothers me, and I think what makes me even matter about it is that I don't have a really good idea as to how... To market around that, how to avoid this message that I'm labeling bad and give you a much better one. I don't have that yet, but I haven't really sat back and thought about it. I've mostly sat back and complained about it, just like I have today with you. That's everything that I've got for you guys this week. I'm going to close out with a couple quick announcements. I mentioned I'm going to the car show tomorrow with my friends. It's going to be a wake-up, let's get breakfast, let's head downtown, let's spend the day there, and who knows what's going to happen afterwards. I sure don't. I never do when I'm hanging out with these people. Because of that, I won't be recording the Reactioner Weekly, and it's not because I don't have the topics. I have plenty of topics to discuss on that show. It's just because I won't be available to record it, And that means I'm also not doing a straight-to-the-bullet point, so I'm taking a week off of that. There is one more announcement to make. I am going to go ahead and maybe this afternoon, but I really have it more set for Monday, to open up a blog for Spot on Reflections, submit uh, a re-release of the first episode, and from there get it onto iTunes, and then give that a whole week so that now that show can be re-released back out to everybody and then I can start recording those in the middle of the week again. So if you do pay attention to the other episodes that I do, that's why that one's missing. I apologize in advance. I actually didn't realize how early we were getting up to head out there and there's just not going to be any way that I can take care of the stuff that I need to take care of Especially not knowing what time I'll be back home tomorrow night. So, figure, go ahead and just take a week off of it. Warn you guys about it today on this show. And that's really all I've got for you. So, apologies, but really, it's just a show. Right? Right. Anyway, it's time to say goodbye to you all. And I wish you all the best of luck. I hope you're feeling some sort of some sort of motivation from this i hope it's helping you out or maybe it's just giving you some knowledge that maybe you weren't aware of or point of thoughts that you hadn't quite had occur to you if you have any feedback please feel free to leave it on itunes as regards the quality of this show and me your host if you'd like to start a discussion The best way to do it isn't really so much on the blog like it would be for The Reactioneer and for Spot On Reflections. This one really should just be via email. And you can email me at thereactioneer at gmail.com. I'll just take a look at your subject line and your body and I'll know whether or not it's for this show or one of the other ones. So don't worry about any special labeling practices. I have reading comprehension skills and I can put them to use. Definitely let me know if there's a uh, topic that you'd like my opinion on or that you would like kind of covered in a show if I just, you know, pocket it for when I don't have a topic to discuss with you guys. Or if you'd like to share your stories, even if they're not related to anything that I've talked about or have anything to do with the show in general, I would love to put other people's stories about struggles and successes and give it out to the crowd because really, fitness works best With a bunch of other people. Even strangers. So go ahead and send that my way. I will talk to you all. Next week. Goodbye.